0: Last week, saying to God, you know, the message was about time. Mm. And we were talking about this fast-paced world, how it seems like we just don't have enough time. (laughs) And today, more than ever, people seem to be in a rush, (laughs) trying to gain more time. You can see how people drive and how in the the grocery store, in line, everybody want to be in the front. They want to get in and get out of there. It's just, we're, we're in a rush. But I want to give you this great truth again. I said this last week, and it's still the same. The way to gain more time is to receive Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. When you allow Christ in your life, it's forever, saints. You have eternal life. You have all the time in the world. So all that rushing and speeding in this world will not get you more time, the time that you need. The time that you need is in Christ. Christ is still the answer today, saints. Thank you, Jesus. That's concerning us. Thank you, Lord. But here's the word the Lord gave me for this week. It's just the opposite. See, the opposite of gaining all the time is losing it. Losing all the time in the world. And what's that called? That's called death. Death is losing all the time in the world. Losing all the time. Losing your life. Amen, that's death. And many in the world today do not understand death. They're afraid of it because they live in the natural and in the natural death is the end. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. But I wanna give you a greater understanding about death today. What does God say about death? Amen. Amen. I wanna give you, I wanna clear this thing up (laughs) because I was asked the question about death this week. And so I want to prepare you in case you got to answer this, que- this tough question. Here's the question, saints. Why did my loved one have to die? Yes. Oh, many want to know that one, saints of God. Why did my loved one have to die? Yeah. Many in the world will ask you that question. But this is how that world asks the question. Listen to this, saints. They say, if there is a God then why did my loved one have to die? <laughs> uh, they question questioning the God, they don't believe in God. Neither do they believe he's in control. Uh, many will say, why did my mama have to die? And why did my daddy die? Why did my husband or my innocent child? What kind of God would let that happen? Oh, that question is out there strong saying to God. In, a, in addition, some take a step further and will say, why is all these terrible things going on in the world? What kind of God would allow this kind of mess to go on? Huh? Oh, people think just like this, say to God. If God existed, these things would not be happening. Amen. That's Amen. what people think. But let's get the answer to this question first. The answer to this question is, if there's a God, then why did my loved one have to die? <laughs> and when, when, when God was putting his word in me. Ironically, we read the scripture last week, but we were speaking about time. Amen. Today, we're speaking about death. So I'm going to relate the scripture that we read last week because it has some similarities to death. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So if you all don't mind, if you can turn in your Bible to Genesis chapter 2. We want to answer this question, saints of God. Why did my loved one have to die? Or why does any of us have to die? (laughs) We want to answer the question today, saints. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. All right, Genesis chapter 2, look at verse 15. It says, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So the previous scriptures was just talking about all these beautiful things that God had created in the garden. And he put the man in it to take care of it. (laughs) Now in this garden was every tree, saints, that is pleasant to the sight. That's what the scriptures were saying. And these trees were also good for food. So in that garden was the tree of life. And also in the midst of the garden was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Both of these trees were in the midst of the garden. And God created Adam and had him to dress it and keep it. That's what the scripture is saying. Keep the garden. Look at verse 16. And the Lord commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Oh, Thank you, Lord. I want you to notice in this scripture who God was talking to. It said, and the Lord commanded the man. (laughs) God commanded the man saying to God, the woman, had not yet even been created. God mentioned in verse 18 about man being alone. And then in verse 21, he took the rib out of Adam. In verse 22, he brought forth Eve and he presented her to Adam. But we have 16, in verse 16, she wasn't here. He was just talking to Adam, amen. So he told Adam, he commanded him, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. He told Adam, you can eat of every tree. Look at verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest, thereof thou shalt surely die. <laughs> it was the first law right here, saying to God. The first rule, if you will, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's all he had to do. He had just one law. <laughs> the scripture says, the day that we eat of the tree, we will surely die. Now, we want to answer the question today about death. huh? Hmm. Why, why do we have to die? This is, this is the setup right here I'm trying to show. I'm thinking from the very beginning so we can get it straight right out of the gate. Because God said it. Uh, the day you eat of that tree, you will surely die. Amen. Let I me mean, give you this revelation the Lord gave me because, you know, I, I, I get kind of hard on Adam at times. I'm like, Adam, you got us going through all this and all you had to do was one thing. <laughs> all he had to do was one thing, just not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's it. One thing. <laughs> Thanks to God. Let me tell you this. The Lord showed me this. He said, that's all we got to do today is one thing. <laughs> when we're going to be hard on Adam, <laughs> think about are we doing the one thing? God don't have to, see, we look at all the, the law and all oh, this, thou should not do this, thou should not do that, Die, but it's really only one thing. <laughs> and when the and when the Pharisees was playing a dozen with Jesus, he revealed the one thing. They said, they said, what's the greatest commandment? <laughs> uh, just tell us that. What's the greatest one? And Jesus said, Love the Lord thy God with all your heart and all your strength and all your might, and love your brother the same way. That's only the really one thing we need to do, Thanks to God. If we learn to love God with everything and love each other the same way, the scripture says the law and the prophets, everything is hanging on that. Everything is hanging on love. Just one thing. <laughs> oh, Lord, I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you, Jesus. The question today we're seeking to answer, though, is why do our love ones have to die? Or why do we have to die? Why does any of us have to die? here's the answer. God said, if we eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we will surely die. And he cannot lie, saints. He doesn't go back on his word. (laughs) Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. That's what we were reading last week. Thank you, Jesus. But keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. If you eat from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, Lord. Turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter three, saying to God. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at verse one. It said, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, have God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? <laughs> see, this scripture shows how slick the devil is with words. Because huh? see, he knows God, God is the word. Amen. So he twists and turns it, saints of God. It says the serpent was more subtle. Subtle means he was kind of, not kind of, kind of tricky. Today we would call him slick. He was kind of slick. So he twists and turns the word, he perverts it, and he makes it into something that is not. Amen. And why does he do that? Because he's the author of confusion. Notice how he phrased the question, saints. First of all, God said just the opposite. God said, you shall, you, shall eat, you shall eat of every tree of the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what God said. You should eat of every tree of the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Satan phrased it like this Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? That's not what he said. He said, You shall eat of every tree of the garden except the one that he told him not to eat from but he twisted it. And that's what he does today, saints. He twists the word and mix lies with the truth. Amen. And so he's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He shows the good, saints of God, but all wrapped up in it is the evil, amen. That's what makes him so dangerous, so tricky. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We can't eat from him, amen. See, if we have, here's, here, look at this, thing. So We have a plate of food. And it's good. We have a really good plate of food. But we put just a little bit of arsenic in the food and we eat it. It's going to kill us. Amen. Because the arsenic is a killer. It's poisonous. We can't eat that. And that's how he does the word. The word of God is food. Remember that, saints of God. But if he puts just a little bit of lies in the good food it'll kill us it'll mess us up amen and that's what he did here huh look how he look how he phrased that look how he changed those words saints oh thank you jesus hallelujah (laughs) hallelujah remember satan's job is to kill steal and destroy and he's a liar and he's good at it so we're answering the question today, why do we have to die? And I'm trying to show you from the very beginning why. And the woman said, look at verse two, and the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. Now, we just read what God said. God didn't say nothing about touching it. See, Eve added some stuff because God didn't say anything about touching the tree, saints. Matter of fact, God didn't even tell her. (laughs) He commanded the man. You all remember that? And God commanded the man. She wasn't even around. So we know she had to get her instruction from her head, which is Adam. Amen. Adam told her, that tree over there, we can't eat from it. But then he must have put emphasis on it and told her, "Don't even touch it." <laughs> he Adam probably told it because God didn't. God just said, "The day you eat from that tree, you will surely die." That's all he said. But here Eve added, "Hey, he said we can't eat it. Neither shall we touch it, lest we die." He didn't say that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Just look at verse four. And the serpent said unto the woman, "Ye shall not surely die." <laughs> And we know the devil was upside down. He's backwards. He's Antichrist. Anything God says, he's going to tell you just the opposite. (laughs) Amen. Because we saw God plainly say, the day you eat from that tree, you will surely die. And Satan just said just the opposite. He said, you shall not surely die. (laughs) Oh, the devil is a liar, saints of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're talking about why we have to die. And the reason is because God said it. God gave us some parameters, Amen. Some instruction. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, to keep us safe. Let me share this with you. One, this 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 guy I was talking to. Um, he was into the Lord, much older guy, and he would he would tell me. He said, "Rudy, sin can only be controlled." on the before you do it. <laughs> he said, but after you do it, it's out of control. And I pondered that. He, he said, see, before you commit the sin, you have control over it because you didn't do it. Amen. <laughs> you, you say, nah, I'm not gonna do that. See, many of us learn to play the whole thing through. Well, if I do that, then this can happen, this can happen, this can happen. But if you don't play it through, If you just commit the sin because it looks good, remember he's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He's just gonna show you what looks good. (laughs) But then he's not gonna show you the outcome, what could happen (laughs) from looking at what looks good, amen, and going for it. So on the on the onset of the sin, before you do it, you can control it. Huh? Let's use a woman, because Satan surely is, is using the woman. Let's use a woman. If you know. I cannot have sex with her. I'm a married man. Let's use that example. <laughs> well, you can control everything if you don't do it. <laughs> Nothing could happen. But if you do it, oh, now you out of control. Anything. Can, she can get pregnant. She can tell your wife. She can, it, I mean, so many things can happen once you do it that you have no control over. I want y'all to catch this revelation. The Lord said, "If they you eat from that tree, you will surely die," because He knew we would be out of control. Amen. We wouldn't be able to control it anymore. We wouldn't be able to control the sin, the evil part, huh? But look at look at look at look at verse five, saints, because this is Satan talking. For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof. Then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. <laughs> See, here's where the devil mixes the lies with the truth. He's correct. They will know good and evil, <laughs> but they will not be as gods. Amen? <laughs> they were already like God, saints. They were eternal, created in God's image to live forever. They were already like God. What were they gaining to know evil? What advantage did they have to know evil saints? I just want to know what's good, actually, and do it. I don't see the the advantage in knowing that evil in that day. God just wanted them to know what was good. But the devil wanted them to know him. See, the devil is the evil one. He said, you got to know God and you got to know me too. (laughs) Oh, saints of God, if you take the D off the word devil, Look at it, what you got left? <laughs> oh, it's the word evil. The devil is the same way that, that he entices us with evil, which gives you no advantage. Same as he did then. See, God never wanted us to be involved in good and evil. Saints. He just wants us to be involved in good. Amen? Because God is good. He just wanted to be, have a, a relationship with him. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. That's why he said, and I quote, the day you eat of it, you will surely die. Oh, people want to know why we got to die. Why is all this evil going on? Huh? Why doesn't God stop it? Huh? God is all powerful, like y'all say. Why don't he stop it? He can stop it, but he has to do, he works within the parameters of his word, his structure. Amen. He just can't do anything willy-nilly. That's why he gave us his word. This is what I'm going to do. He can't lie. He has to do what he said he's going to do. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But in this scripture, saints, the devil made it seem like if we didn't know what was evil, we was lacking something. <laughs> uh, he just don't want you to, to be uh, to know what he knows. <laughs> but again, what he's not telling them is that they wouldn't be able to resist that evil amen and that disobedience will separate them from being like god because god is eternal forever and so were adam and eve until they fail look at verse six six thanks to god and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise she took up the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Oh, saints of God, that disobedient act right there. That's the reason why we have to die <laughs> in the flesh. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But you see how Satan showed her the good? When the woman saw that the tree was good for food. See, she's looking at the good now. She forgot about what God said and that it was pleasant to and it looked good. Brothers, y'all got to catch this revelation. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. Oh, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to know everything. (laughs) She took of it and did it. He didn't show her the evil. Oh, you're about to be disconnected to God. You just brought death into the world. He didn't show her that part. He just showed her the good part. He's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He didn't show her the wicked that's all wrapped up in it trying to answer some major questions today. Why is all this wickedness in the world? Why does God allow it to happen? Because <laughs> uh, we eat him from the wrong tree. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The answer is disobedience to God. That's why death is in the world, saints. <laughs> when they disobediently ate that fruit, they activated the word of God that says, the day you eat of it, you will surely die. That's what happened. Because in that fallen state, you only have a certain amount of time, saints. Huh? (laughs) You no longer have eternal life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's what we talked about last week. Look at verse 7. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. (laughs) Look at this. Saints, and now they're trying to cover up Saints. But but uh, it's a fleshly covering up. How are they trying to cover up their flesh now? So they're making, showing fig trees. Look at verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord, God, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. See, that's what happens when we sin against God. Now we want to hide from God. It's a disconnect. Amen. We want to have how you gonna hide from the Lord? He's omniscient saints, huh? He's all seeing, he's all knowing. There's no hiding from him. (laughs) But when you are out of the will of God, you want to hide from him. Huh? (laughs) Look at verse 8, Saints. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? See, God wants to deal with the man, saints of God. No, nothing against the woman, but The man is the head of the woman. See, the order is God is the head of Jesus. Jesus is the head of man. And man is the head of woman. So God wants to deal with us, with the man. He's our head. Amen. He's not talking about, Eve, where are you? He said, Adam, where art thou? Look at verse 10. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 11. And he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? <laughs> Look at verse 12. And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Brothers, I want you all to notice what blaming your woman came from. Huh? <laughs> see, see, Adam started. It's the woman. She did it. She gave it to me. But God didn't command the woman, saints. He commanded the man. <laughs> but Now he wants to blame the woman. Oh, I think we got to cut that out, brothers. Look at verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou has done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Now, here go to blame game. Everybody's blaming everybody. But woman said, well, it's not my fault. It's that serpent. He tricked me. Amen. Look at verse 14. And the Lord said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and the dust thou shalt eat all the days of thy life. That's why we see snakes on their belly right now, saints. They got now. Crawl around on their belly. They were standing up at first. Amen. Garden. <laughs> they gotta crawl around. Amen. Don't talk to snakes either. snakes. a god You know, they got so many jokes about a snake. People want to raise them as pets and then they they grow up and kill them and bite them. Amen. You don't talk to snakes. Amen. <laughs> Look at verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Until the woman, He said, "I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception in sorrow, that thou shalt bring forth children." And they, de- their desire, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Look at how the Lord is setting this order now, changing everything. Amen. <laughs> Telling the woman, "Oh, you going your desire is gonna be to your husband, and he's gonna rule over you." Oh, we see how God set this order up. How the woman in childbirth. Is 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 in all that pain? We see them going through all that sorrow and conception and all those things, huh? We know God is real. Look at this order that He said, and it's still happening. Um, look at verse 17. And unto Adam He said, "Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life." So now we gotta work. That's what he's saying, say to God. And, and we got to work in, in some ground that's cursed. Listen to this say to God. Huh? It's not coming up as we work, and it's all coming up perfectly like we want it. Because the ground is cursed. Huh? So we got to work harder now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But I want you to catch this part. It says, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. <laughs> it's a saying that says, listen to your wife. And I listen to my wife. Amen. You want to listen to your wife, brothers. But if it conflicts with God's word, that's when you have to check. That's when you have to say, oh, no. The Lord said, he told me to do thus, 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 and thus. Huh? If it don't conflict with the word, hey, give her away, saints of God. <laughs> Men of God, a happy wife, a happy life, right? But if it conflicts with the word of God, with what God commanded you to do, Oh, you can't bend on that one. Oh, please catch that revelation. Look at verse 18. It said, Thorns also and thistles shall be shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. He's saying, He's telling Adam, now when you work in the ground, it's gonna bring forth thorns and thistles also. Huh? It's cursed. Look at verse 19. We see why all this stuff is going Why? Why does it have why did God, God allow it? Why? Because of that original sin that went forth. What did I tell you about sin? Once you disobey God, amen. On the other side, you don't have control of that. <laughs> he he lost control. God is setting some whole new order right now. Look at verse 19. In the sweat of thy face, thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Now we got to, that's why we have to die. <laughs> God said it. Huh? I took you from the dust, and now you're gonna return back to, oh, thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah, Lord. Look at verse 20. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Verse 21 says, unto and, and unto Adam, unto Adam also and his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them." <laughs> oh, please catch this revelation right here. Now, y'all remember. Adam and Eve was ashamed, and they took leaves to cover up, amen, to hide themselves because they were ashamed, but they were in their flesh and thinking like the world thinks. See, once you, once they, it wasn't in the spirit anymore, they were in the flesh, they saw the flesh, so they wanted to cover it up, but catch this revelation right here, because this scripture said the Lord made coats of skins. God killed animals and made them coats, Amen. But the world is so crazy. It's making it's make us believe like it's wrong to wear a fur coat or to eat an animal. Amen. How foolish is that to think they're wiser than God? <laughs> and that's the whole problem in the world, saints. They want to do what they want to do and have no respect for the word of God, which is God. <laughs> Just totally disobedient. To God. That's why we must die. <laughs> why why, why love once got to die? Because of a disobedience to God. See, we went all the way back to the beginning and found the to answer. The flesh has to die. Huh? If you live to your flesh, you will die. Please hear me say to God. <laughs> Jesus said at the Jesus said the flesh is weak. The spirit is living, is, is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Only thing we can do with flesh is, Jesus, showed us. The only thing you can do with your flesh is crucify it, kill it. You have to kill it daily so it won't lead you, amen, because it's weak. You have to be led by the Spirit, thanks to God. That's why we follow Christ. We follow God. God is a spirit, amen. We want our spirit to connect with that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, that will never die. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. I look at verse 22 and the Lord said, behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil and now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. <laughs> Here lies the key of life. Huh? I want to show you the key of life saying to God, let's really examine this scripture. See this this is like a precursor for something great because God is saying, we are, we are like him now. We know good and evil because of that act, just like he told them. Uh, the other man is, is like us knowing good and evil. That's, that's the part of that life. God didn't want us to know evil, just good, saints, because God is good. He's so good that he gave us a way back. Amen. See, look at the scripture. It says that he has to put, put, put forth your hand and take also of the tree of life. What's that? See, it was two trees in that garden. The tree of life, that's Jesus. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's Satan. That's the devil. But he said, if man could take forth from that tree of life, he would live forever. Amen. See, in the flesh, we must die, saints. It has to return to the dirt from which it came. But we can take from Jesus, the tree of life, and live forever. Amen. But God couldn't allow Adam to eat of that tree of life at that time, lest Adam would live forever in a fallen state. <laughs> oh, y'all better catch that revelation <laughs> right there. <laughs> See, you don't, you, God is not going to allow you to live forever in a fallen state. Amen. So he had to then remove him out of the garden. Look at verse 23. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden. To till the ground from once he was taken. See, he couldn't allow, he couldn't allow Adam after he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to now go back and eat from the tree of life, because then Adam would have lived forever in a fallen state. Amen. So he drove him out of the garden. Saints. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now Adam has to work and till the ground, and so do we. Amen. Look at verse 24. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, the scripture shows the mercifulness of God. God had to put Adam out of that garden because he could not allow man to eat from that tree of life at that point and live forever in that fallen state, in their flesh. See, the tree of life had to come as an example for us and give his life to pay for that sin debt. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now today we can eat from the tree of life and live forever. We don't have to die in our sins. See, Jesus is the way out. He's the door. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. But at that point, he couldn't allow Adam to eat from that tree of life because he was in that fallen state. Oh, but Jesus came and paid that sin debt for us huh now we want to eat from him constantly saints to god <laughs> stay close to him oh thank you jesus so what's the answer to the question <laughs> if there is a god why did my loved one die your loved one died because of sin <laughs> however god is merciful and i'm sure offered your loved one a choice many of our loved ones they get a choice saints to god God is merciful, huh? We see him in the hospital and we say, oh, Lord, why are they suffering? We call it suffering. But God clearly showed me he calls it preparation. If your loved one chose Christ, they are just fine. Amen. (laughs) They are asleep and will be woken up and live forever. Amen. That's what the scripture says. Huh? (laughs) The scripture says, and I know the the mercifulness of God. His word says, I don't want one to perish, but all to come to repentance. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God didn't send us here to perish. Amen. He sent us here to live forever in him, with him. Oh, thank you, Lord. We just got distracted. We got deceived. Amen. And now we think things have to be a certain way, and they don't. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm gonna read you this, this last bonus scriptures, Saint to God. But I wanted to answer that question, that hard question for people who don't know the Lord of why is all this evil going on? Why did my mama have to die? Why did my baby have to die? Huh, it all started way back when death was introduced into the world. Here's your bonus, Saint to God. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Hallelujah, Lord. I want you to look at verse 12. It says, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. <laughs> See, who are those that are without? Saints of God. Who's the scripture talking about? The ones that are without Christ. He wants us to walk honestly toward them. <laughs> <laughs> that they may, that, that they, that, that, and that ye may lack, of nothing amen you're not lacking anything thank you jesus but look at th- verse 13 but i would have but i would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep <laughs> so jesus said the lord is saying they are they're asleep <laughs> he didn't say they did he said he don't want us to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope he said, don't be ignorant when they're when they sleeping in me. Don't be all sorrowful, acting like the folks that don't have any hope, that don't believe me, that don't trust me, that don't love me. They don't have any hope, so they think it's the end. He said he don't want us to be ignorant to this fact. <laughs> Look at verse 14. For if ye believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Huh? See, see, they they could have they could have this terror lifestyle. Saints of God, listen to me. And we say we want to judge them, right? We say, oh, they they that person went straight to hell. You know, we <laughs> want to judge them, but you don't know what happened when Jesus laid them down <laughs> before they took that final breath. You don't know what happened. <laughs> that wicked person could have laid there and saw that truth and received it. And say, you know what, I I, I repent. I'm sorry. I made a mess of my life. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Look at verse 15. For this we say unto you, and by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. (laughs) So this is saying, when the Lord comes and they go to meet the Lord, we who are still here, who may still be here, not gonna go before them, <laughs> uh, they gonna go first. <laughs> That's what this scripture is saying. They which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. You're not gonna go before them because you're here already. You don't have an advantage, please hear me saying to God. And you know, we're so used to hearing the phrase, we all gotta die, everybody gotta die. Speaking about death today, right? Well, what is this scripture saying? That we which are alive and re- remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Somebody going to be alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. <laughs> uh, everybody is not going to go to sleep like that. But everybody will be changed. That's what the scripture said, <laughs> it said you, you might not sleep, but you will be changed because you, you can't go in this body, in this flesh body. Remember, the only thing it can do, it has to be crucified. Jesus showed us that. He had to be crucified. Amen. And the same is with us. Uh, this body has to be crucified, say to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We have to kill it. And we kill it with the word of God. Look at verse 16. For the Lord himself should descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. This is what that previous scripture was saying. See, you're not going to get there before the ones who died in Christ. They're going to rise first and meet them. Then we're going to meet them. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. You all know how it goes. The first will be last, and the last will be first. Amen. Look at verse 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And then it tells us to do this in verse 18. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. These are words of comfort, saints, about death. Because he doesn't want us to be ignorant about this subject. Amen. If they die in Christ, amen. If they receive Christ, they're just merely asleep. (laughs) Amen. Their life is not open, they're just asleep. Just like when we go to sleep at night, what happens? We wake up in the morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And we thank God for that too. Lord, thank you for waking me up clothed and in my right mind with all the activity of my lips. See, we we, we thank the Lord constantly, (laughs) amen, for life in him. It's a changed life, saints of God. It's a glorified life, amen. It's real life, it's eternal life, it's forever. It's the true treasure. Life in Christ is exciting. Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus. So we know how to answer that question, Saint to God, (laughs) when it comes to death. Why did they have to die? Because Adam and Eve brought death into this world by disobeying God. (laughs) Well, well, how can we live forever? By obeying God, by receiving his son, Christ. (laughs) That's how we do it. By receiving, just one thing. Just love the Lord, that God. See, we only got one thing, saints. He only had one thing and he failed. We only got one thing. Love the Lord, that God, with all your heart and all your strength and all your might and love each other the same way. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. God is love. Thank you, Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, Saints, I just wanted to share that word with you today. That's concerning death. Cause in this final season we're in right now, we're seeing a lot of that. It's a lot of that going on right now. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But God is good, He's faithful. <laughs> We've given our lives to Him. And if there's anyone on the line who hasn't done that, please repeat this prayer with me right now. Lord, I haven't gave you my life. Huh? I've still got this world. I'm halfway in the world, and I know you're real, and I'm halfway into you. But I want to be all in, Lord, in these last days. So I I submit to you now, Father. I'll make you, Lord Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Please sit on the throne of my heart. I I don't want to sit on it anymore. I want you to sit there, Lord. You are my head, Lord strengthen me Lord, help me to repent of my sins Lord and follow you, thank you Jesus. Oh that's the prayer saints of God, we want to follow the Lord, follow Christ, he died for us, he took on all our sins, we don't have to, we're not slaves to sin anymore, we don't owe sin anything, oh thank you Jesus, hallelujah Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord, that you would not have us to be ignorant as concerning anything. You all know my favorite revelation is, you can be ignorant to anything in this world, and we are. We don't know everything in this world, but don't be ignorant to the word of God. Don't be ignorant to the promises of God that he made us, that he has to do. Don't be ignorant to that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Who we need to pray for, saints.